Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's been an amazing morning, guys. Thank you so much for the testimonies, for the healing. Lord, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. As we look into your word and as we look at uh, what your scripture says about, about the church growing in Acts 2.42, I pray that we'd really grab a hold of what you are doing even now and and really look to you and and journey with you lord in this amazing journey that you're taking us on advancing your kingdom lord in jesus name amen so we are looking at we're continuing the series on foundations and we are looking at the scripture uh, we don't have it here acts 242 if you guys could Turn to Acts 2.42 quickly. We will have a quick glance at that. And, uh, yeah, quick on the phones. (laughs) It says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayers. So we looked at teaching, apostles' teaching. We looked at fellowship. We looked at, we're looking at breaking of bread today. And next week we're going to look at prayer. So looking at, looking at breaking of bread, we're looking at it in the context of they broke bread when they ate together because the following, uh, the following on scripture, Acts 2.46, uh, expands it a bit more and day by day attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. So we're going to look at today about eating together. And But first, before we do that, let's look at Breaking bread, what does that really mean? What, what is scripture saying about breaking bread? Uh, I spend a lot of time trying to figure out like, what is theologically about breaking bread and all of the uh, like, intricacies. Of that. Like, it's too complicated for me. <laughs> but God reminded me today, like, breaking of bread is actually just reminding us that he loves us, that he sent his son for us to die for us on a cross. That is body and blood is what gives us life and gives us forgiveness and gives us the testimony of being his children. We are adopted because of what he has done. So breaking our bread is about God's love. Breaking our bread is about remembering what Jesus did for us on the cross. So eating together... um, when I was getting ready for it, I remember the, 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 what came to my mind about eating together was I used to work in the Middle East before I got married, and uh, I was in Oman, and we would, um, a bunch of, me and a bunch of Sri Lankan friends would get together every weekend, because it's like you're away from home, and it's kind of, uh, you, you do get a bit lonely out there, so every weekend we'd um, get together and have a meal together, and it's like, that, looking back, we did that for a, year, for a long time, and it's like something that really still, still resonates with me as like an amazing memory, uh, meeting together and eating together. We just go to a restaurant or make at home, and then we'll, uh, uh, because the weekend, we'll do some uh, board games, as we're going to do this week, <laughs> and then we would, uh, yeah, lots of laughs. So yeah, eating together is something that I, I love. Do you guys love eating together? 
with family, with friends, yeah, is something that we all love doing, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, eating together is good. And uh, <clears throat> let me get my uh, bearings a bit. Yeah. The early church ate together as, it's, as uh, we, we read in scripture. And uh, day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food, glad and generous hearts. It starts by saying they broke bread. So when they ate together, I believe they, they had Jesus as the center of their, of their time together. Jesus was the, the, the reason they were together. They remembered what he has done, his love, what he's done for them on the cross. And, and they, that was their their focus, and that, uh, that was, that kind of built them up into it. So, eating, eating is something that we need to do to survive, we need to eat to survive, and, um, but it's, it's more than that, isn't it? <laughs> we do like eating as well. And we do enjoy eating. And I just want you to just think of, when you think of eating and food, how many types of foods that God has given us? I mean, I have shared with you guys, like, how many types of mangoes are there in, <laughs> in Sri Lanka? And how many types of bananas are there? <laughs> I get to talk about eating again. <laughs> so it's, eating is something. I mean, like, how many kinds of, like, spices and herbs are there? Like so many, God could have given us just five. That's enough, guys. Like we don't need more than that. No, He has given us like, I mean, when I just looked, like twenty, or I'm sure there's more. So yeah, God has been in His in His creation. He's been lavish, blessing us with uh, what what we need. Um, I'm sure, uh, uh, like we like we heard, like He is He is a God who is. Make, who, is, who is so powerful, who is so big, and uh, food that he has made is awesome. It says in Genesis, and out of the ground the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. Yeah, so God has given us everything we need for eating, for, for really enjoy what we eat and, and, and uh, to bless us. Uh, he's even given us fast foods. Like banana. You thought I'd say McDonald's, didn't you? <laughs> no, yeah, banana is the best fast food that God's made. Like, it's easy to peel. You don't have to have a peeler. It's clean. It's, there's no, like, big seeds in there. Man, I love this creation of God. <laughs> so, yeah, um, God's been amazing. Like, in, in creation, his, his, his gift to us is awesome and and. We all love it and enjoy it. Eating together, eating together is also something that we love doing as family. Getting together with the boys when they come home is amazing. We we really enjoy that. Getting together with friends and um, relations, and it's 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 always something that uh, that we give so much. I mean, birthdays we eat together, Christmas we eat together, Easter we eat together. It's something that we give thought to, we we think about, and we enjoy doing. So. It's, we are good, as, as a church as well, we are good at it, we do, well, do, we do it well. And uh, well, what God's saying today uh, to us 
Is he saying, let's go deeper in this. Let's go deeper. Let's, let's make sure that when we meet together, like they did in the times of Acts, that we have Jesus as the center of our focus, Jesus as the center of what we do. And uh, something that, uh, uh, that we will be remembering how he loves us, remembering what he's done for us, and also encouraging each other, listening to each other's stories, and encouraging each other to, other to in their journey with God. And maybe even listening to testimonies like, like today. What's God doing in your lives? So, I believe that's what God wants us to go deeper in. He wants us to, when we meet together, we could, we could meet together and, and, and not think about God at all. But let's, let's be intentional about thinking about God. We're asking God, how can I encourage this person? How can I build this person? How can I, how can I um, help this person with their journey to follow Jesus? So, and also, I believe for myself as well, this is for me, like, have I thought about inviting others to eat with, inviting non-believers, friends of mine who don't know about Christ, and then making it, a, making it so intentional that we plant seeds, we share about Jesus, we share, about, we share the gospel so that they too might know Jesus. So um, uh, for me, definitely that's something God's reminding me. I need to get better at this. I need to do this. So, Jesus ate with people a lot. In scriptures, there are full of instances where it speaks about Jesus eating with people. Um, I'm going to just pick out a couple of them. When Jesus called Matthew to be his disciple, Matthew invited, after he called Matthew, Matthew invited Jesus and the disciples for a meal. And there was a lot of other people who came as well, tax collectors, and uh, who are who are viewed. Uh, Matthew was viewed as a uh, he was a tax collector and he was viewed as a disreputable sinner. And uh, uh, but Jesus that didn't stop Jesus from going and having a meal with him. And uh, when the Pharisees saw, they asked his disciples, "Why does your teacher eat with such such people of disreputable disreputable sinners?" When Jesus heard this, he said, "Healthy people don't need a doctor; sick people do." So, Jesus didn't shy away from uh, being in this situation, meeting with people who are, who are, who are looked upon as, as sinners. But he knew that he loved people, and he knew that uh, uh, he knew the hearts of the people. He knew that uh, he could touch their lives. Uh, what about Zacchaeus? Remember Zacchaeus? I, I know you guys have heard Zacchaeus' story many times. He's... Um, uh, he is another chief tax collector. He he couldn't see. He had heard about Jesus, but he couldn't see him. And he climbed a tree so that he could see Jesus. Jesus noticed him. He saw him, and Jesus said, "I'm going to come and, and eat at your house." And uh, when the people saw it, they, it says like they grumbled. He was he has gone into the guest of a man who is a sinner. 
But Zacchaeus' reaction is, is amazing. He said, and Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. Yeah, so Jesus' presence, that's what he did in this with Zacchaeus. That's what he does to us as well. He, when, when his presence is there, his love, his kindness, everything comes together. His grace comes together. One of the most significant times of eating together was, was the Lord's Supper. And uh, how um, it says, yeah, I have earnestly decided to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. That was before, before he was being crucified. He's, he's saying, I earnestly desire it. And also it was a time when God told us about, Jesus said about remember Remember, this is my body. He broke the bread, gave it to the disciples and said, remember, this is my body. And he took the cup and he thanked, thanked God for it. And he shared it with the disciples and said, this is my, this is my blood. The, the blood that, of the new covenant that has brought uh, forgiveness for our sins. So, and he said, do this in remembrance of me. And that's what, uh, we will do that today after, after we finish time a bit. Um, so why did Jesus want to meet with people? Eat with people, sorry. Why did Jesus want to eat with people? Not because he was hungry. Definitely like that too, I'm sure. But he also loved people. He wanted, he wanted relationship. Not because he needed it, but because we needed it. We needed him. And we need his love. So, I know you guys all know this, but it is Jesus who sustains us. It is he who loves us. And it is because he is the bread of life, scriptures say. And he is the one who sustains us. It is for, for, for us, he is everything. And uh, this is his promise. Let's go to the scripture in Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. To him and eat with him and he with me. So Jesus is saying, I'm at the door, I'm knocking, and I want you to open the door. He's not gonna barge in, he's he's asking you to open the door. How do we see that? How do we how do we look at that? Something when I was uh, looking into that, studying that, uh, that kind of jumped out at me was like. Uh, do we look at him as, as a, a, um, a homeless person seeking shelter for a short time? Or even a friend seeking shelter for a short time? Or do we see him as the master of the house? Is this the, this the king of kings? Do we see him as the one who actually sustains us? Who actually gives us everything we need, provides for us? Who has carried us. It says in, in Isaiah, even you whom I have upheld since your birth and have carried since you were born, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he, I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. So God has thoughtfully crafted you. Every single thing that makes you who you are was carefully chosen and knitted together by him. Scriptures is clear about that. He knows exactly what you need. He knows your thoughts even before you think them. 
and he will sustain you in all that he has called you to do. We can trust him completely. We can trust in his love. Thinking of, thinking of that he sustains us, for us, that he's, he's at the door. We need to, there is something that we need to do. We need to invite him in. Like we need to abide in him, as it says in, in, uh, in scripture. I am the wine, you are the branches. So if, I, if we don't invite him in, if we don't abide in him, the sustenance that comes from him, if it is not there, we are in not a good place. So open the door and let him in and, and abide in him. And that way you'll know his sustenance and you'll know his, his, his love and kindness and goodness for you. When you're looking at that scripture, it is in the context of Jesus speaking to the churches and this was about speaking to the church in Laodicea. He was actually bringing in discipline. He was saying, you guys are neither hot nor cold. And he was bringing them challenge, reminding them that is not a good place to be. But then he says, like, like a father, I am bringing discipline to you because I love you. And after that, it follows the scripture where he's saying, I'm knocking at your door. So, yeah, he, the, he, when he wants to come in, it's not as a, uh, uh, he wants to take over your life. No, he's, he's a loving father who loves you and who wants to, who wants to give you everything you need, who wants to sustain you, who wants to uh, help you with, with life, fight your battles. So let him in. He loves you and he will sustain you. How can we do this? How, what, is, what is our response? I'm going to quickly remind you a couple of things that we can do in response to inviting him into our lives. I know you guys are already walking with him. Already you are. The fact that you are here is you are journeying with him. Let's go deeper. Let's go more intentional. Let's be the people who remembers his love. Let's be the people who spend time with Jesus, worshiping him and listening to him. Let's be the people who build our relationships because we all need each other. Let's be the believers who come together, break bread, put Jesus in in the center and spend time together building each other. Let's be the people who, who search his word and read his word, getting to know him. Really spending quality time just reading his word, listening to him and seeing what he's saying. And let's be the people who Serve using the gifts that he has given. You know, Jesus, God has given every one of you a gift. Every one of us. The church is like the body. Every part has, has a purpose. And he's given every one of you a gift. So let's serve him. Let's come together and, and, 
and serve him, serve each other. And also, let's take time to share your faith. Let's be intentional about sharing your faith. Because I know from my life, if I'm not intentional about it, time slips away. We move on, friendships move on, and you never get the opportunity. Don't lose opportunities. Seek for opportunities. Look for doors to open. Ask God, like, give me every minute of every day. That's what, that's what I'm going through. I, I just want to know, when can I be, when can I be your disciple in, in sharing my faith? And uh, see, I, I believe that's what happened in, in, in Acts 42. The dis- disciples fed on Jesus and, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says, all the while, Acts 2, 42, 47, it says, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So there was, at the time, an, an, a kind of explosion of the kingdom of God. And many people came to know Jesus. Is that our prayer? Is that our desire to see Hatfield exploding for Christ, exploding for Jesus? Many people coming to know him. Is that our heart? Is that our prayer? Is that our faith? You know, in the scripture it says like when Peter spoke and and 3,000 people were saved. Shall we pray for just a few maybe? (laughs) And there's, there's always, there will always be opportunities. Shall we remember to grab hold of those opportunities? You know, we, we, we sang today, he, he has never failed. Jesus has never failed. You know, he, he, we have prayed and maybe things didn't happen that way, but that doesn't mean he has failed. No, he's, he's, he's doing exactly what you need. He's doing exactly to give you life, an abundant life. Just to close up, let's do communion and just remember what Jesus has done for us. Just remember his love. Just remember that he came to die for us on a cross. And because of what he has done, we have salvation. We could go before the God. We are holy and blameless because of what Jesus has done for us. Let's break bread and... uh, if, if, um, yeah, 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 two minutes. We, 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 run, we run so late, but um, it'll take two minutes. Just while we do a song, let's break bread and uh, remember what God's done for us.